The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday morning. And we're so glad you're with us and taking time to join us as we take a few minutes today to look into God's Word. And I greatly appreciate just the opportunity uh, to be part of your day and hope that these next few minutes will encourage you and be a help as you go through life and in your Christian journey. Or if you have questions about Christianity, that this type of thing will be a great help to you. We're in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 3. If you're new to this, what we do is we go verse by verse through different books of the Bible. Uh, we're just walking through and we're looking to see what it is that God told us. I like to say we teach the Word of God as it is to people as they are. We walk through it plainly and practically, and we hope today will be that as well. So we're in Colossians 3, uh, but a little over halfway through the chapter, and so he just got done yesterday talking about the need for forgiveness. If you haven't Listen to that one. I think it's an important one to listen to. We could go a lot deeper and spend multiple episodes on that topic. But yesterday, I think, gives us a a good minimal overview of a topic that I think will be a help. He says in verse 14 then, after you're done with all of this, he says, above all these things, because you're putting on, he says in verse 12, uh, bowels of mercy, kindness, being humble, being meek, long-suffering to others, forgiving others. Um, because you've been forgiven. And then then he goes, above all these things, put on charity. Charity is the word for love. Put on love which is the bond of perfectness, of perfectness. He's simply saying above everything else, we need to strive to show love. Let me give you a couple thoughts. And we're just going to walk through three or four verses here and just kind of explain them. It's like three or four different thoughts here. And we're talking about putting on love. Love is one of those topics that, one, it's, it's been kind of exasperated by Hollywood. And what I mean by that is, and I don't think that everything is wrong. Like there is an emotion to love. There is part of it. When, you, when you're married and you're in love with somebody, you understand the power of that emotion. When you, when you have children and you, you just feel this rushing, powerful emotion, I mean, you do anything for your family, and it's powerful. So it is an emotion, but you understand there are times some people say, well, I just no longer love that person. I fell out of love. That's where it becomes a problem because emotions come and go. There are some days you're struggling, you're battling, there's things in life and emotions, you know, you're driven more with fear or frustration than you are with love. This is where we have to recognize that love is actually more a choice than it is an emotion. You can choose to love somebody that you don't necessarily like. Uh, there may, the Bible tells us to love our enemies. We are to do kindly to them. We are to be respectful to them. We are not to try to go out and attack them or things of that nature. We are to recognize the battles they go through and just show love to them. Again, so that comes back. This is an action. He tells us to love the poor and love the community. Well, we're not, we don't necessarily even know a lot of the people for whom we're supposed to be doing this to. So what we see in this is we see that this love that he's told us to put on charity, put on love, put on a choice to say that I will treat others better than myself. I, you know, the world tells you go get your own. The world tells you this is all about you. The world tells you get, 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 get. And this unfortunately, is, it, this happens in life. It rolls into work. And then I hate the fact that it also rolls into marriage and family. So if marriage and family isn't giving me everything I want, I walk out. And that's why a lot of us, a lot of times, the world, we just, they just walk out. Walk out of everything. It's not doing what I want. And God is saying, listen, I'm to put on something that actually tells the world what I view of them. I need to treat them the way I want to be treated. So here's what we say. I will treat people kindly the moment they treat me kindly. Well, that's just not, that's not the way God designed it. God designed it this. Hey, I need to treat other people a certain way. 
And so once I do that, then Lord willing, I will be treated. It doesn't matter. I'm doing what God's asked me to do. So example, we mentioned the Sunday morning. When you go through storms, you go through battles, one of the things that God gives us in these times are other people. We use the term friends. And when I have friends is different. I'm not talking about, you know, BFFs or really close friends. Put people around us to strengthen us and encourage us that we would call godly friends. All right? But then we talked about this. You say, I don't have a lot of friends. Well, the Bible clearly says in the book of Proverbs, if you are to have friends, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. If you want friends, you need to be friendly. The first biblical step to actually having friends is being a friend. We sit back and say, well, I want all these people to come to me and be friends, and yet they're probably saying the same thing. God says, you want friends, reach out. You may bump into some people who you say, I don't know about that, or they're not going to be friendly, whatever. And I'm not saying that everybody you talk to is going to become a close friend, but that's how you do it. Go out, get to know people. Don't sit back and wait, wait for that, you know, go to them. That's what God said. Be, serve others, encourage others, love others. God will then in turn bring people into your life that will help. He says, put on that bond of love. He says, why? He goes, um which is the bond of perfectness or maturity. This is the proof of maturity. When I'm able to be mature enough to treat people in a way that they may not treat me, they probably or may not even deserve. Like we said, God told us to love our enemies. They may not even deserve. But in all of that, we know it's what God's asked us to do. Okay, I don't necessarily want to do this a lot of times. I don't necessarily enjoy doing this. And frankly, in a lot of situations, I want more than anything to see that person suffer. You say, Pastor, I can't believe you said that. At some point, we've all said that, our human nature. I'm not saying it's right, but you understand, our human side really struggles doing what God asks. And maturity says that I'm going to overcome that emotion and I'm going to do what God's asked me to. It's the proof or the growth of maturity. So let's go on to the next verse, verse 14. I'm sorry, verse 15. Then he says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. I want you to notice something. This is We've said this in church, but it's important to understand in, in interpretation. You see this in the New Testament. You know that the Old Testament was written from the Masoretic text of the Hebrew, and the New Testament was written from the Greek. Um, and so in the Greek, anytime you see, there's certain constructs that are a little bit different than English. Well, anytime you see the word let in the New Testament, you're going to see a command. This is not a suggestion. This is not, hey, this should be a great way for you. This is actually a command in Scripture. So here's what he's saying is, and I command you to allow, to let, to peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, why is it talk about the idea of ruling in your hearts? Because our peace comes when things are going the way we want, when things are right, <clears throat> when, when things go the way we want them to be. So the question is, what, what is, what is in your heart that rules? That's the next question, okay? Am I, do I have peace when I have money, when everything's fine, when there's no conflict at home, all these things? And I let other things rule. I let my desire for certain things, money, ambition, and not that these things into themselves are wrong, but them driving you can be wrong. Those things ruling you can be wrong. That literally means rule. Have control. So in the midst of all of the things in the world, God says, allow the peace. Let, let God's peace rule in your heart. Have his way in your heart. Now, we won't get to it today, but we can go on and talk about the Word of God and things like that in the next couple of verses. That's really what here it comes. But as you grow in Christ, you are going to recognize that there's going to be times in life that things are not easy. In fact, there's going to be times in life that things are completely chaotic. But yet you know that God has promised He's still going to be there. So in the midst of those times, I can allow the chaos to rule in my heart, or I can allow God's peace to rule in my heart. 
Again, a sign of maturity. It's not easy, but it's biblical. So I go to the Word of God and I continue to read. I'm in prayer and I'm constantly saying, God, this is hard. It doesn't make sense. I'm even sometimes on my face. We've all been there on your face, just bawling, saying, God, this situation is out. This is untenable. This is, I can't do this. And that's fine. But then I get up after I've given God my true, honest heart. Then I get up and say, God, I've told you what's really going on. I'm going to go on today and I'm going to let your peace rule in the midst of a time that is completely chaotic. Sounds easy. It's not. But it is a great step. We must allow him. He'll give us the peace. He's promised that. But we must let it have its place in our heart. He goes, to the which we are so called in one body, be thankful. We're all come together in one body in church. Chaos can come in church. Chaos can come in life. That peace is one of the things that helps bring together. Let God's peace rule in our hearts. And then we can be thankful and find strength even in the most chaotic of times. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Greatly appreciate the wonderful privilege we have to teach the Word of God. I hope it's a help. I hope it's a challenge. And I hope it inspires you to recognize that God's working in your heart. He loves you, values you, and He wants to be that source of strength for you. Well, thanks again for joining us again today. We hope you join us again tomorrow.